is Sandy Mackey, Ask and, the Pool Girl. And Al Curtis, Ask the Pool Guy. We do these podcasts occasionally just, I think in a lot of cases, in a lot of senses, it's just for us to get clear what we want to do, but we also want to share our process of how we establish and identify things by sharing it with others it helps us clarify better what we are and I've been reflecting the past couple days have been really interesting and, and I'll kind of set this up with with kind of what happened was I drove Friday night this is now Sunday Friday night I drove the seven hours north to northern Michigan and I was bringing my daughter's car up to school up to college and being that I'm on that trip why not do what I love to do which is seek out stuff find things that will work in a project and I know that I have a couple favorite picking spots up there at antique malls and things up in the, in the UP and in the process of doing that I came across a sailboat which was on the side of the road there's a section of this road just in the middle of nowhere that says you know for sale by the side of the road stuff and it's it's county or city ordained that you can sell your vehicles there you know how a lot of times you'll in, a, in any community there'll be an area where people try to sell a bunch of vehicles well this is sort of city sanctioned which is really interesting because then there was a, there were a couple campers in this little boat and, and a bunch of trucks for sale and I got to thinking about that little sailboat which in a project that we're working on now which is you know the, the Spongebob themed it's not really the project's not themed Spongebob, but the inside of the grotto of the swimming cave is sort of Spongebob. But that lends to how can we develop the rest of this project, which has all these elevations and walls, and it's, it's going to be spectacular. But how could we develop that out to have a look and feel? And I thought of this sailboat when I, when I saw the sailboat for side, on the side, sail on the side of the road. I thought, here's, here's this point of, of just a few podcasts ago, I had said that I'm still looking for magnificence in what we do. That there's this, there, there's this place between we're doing really cool and awesome stuff, but to me it's not magnificent yet. It's like that next little step. What is that little, it, it's not a monumental step. I think it's just like these little incremental pieces that make what we do Magnificent. Well, let me ask you this question. Would okay. you consider the artwork of Alex Sitard magnificent? I would, in, in that it's what it is. I, what I think magnificence in that particular case is it's very much taking old junk that's throwaway stuff and turning it into really cool stuff. Well, that's not how I would see so. it. I guess I'm thinking about the portfolio book that we have. Mm -hmm. Alex is, mm -hmm. of course, the yard that Al went into a number of years ago and kind of discovered the ability to put things together and mm -hmm. theme them. And the part that I would relate this to with Alex's yard is not the reclaiming of junk, but it's the immersion in an environment because you walk into his pirate ship and you're in a pirate ship mm -hmm. or you go to the gold mine and you're at a gold mine so sure he does his art in a certain way that takes mm -hmm. all those little elements of you know reclaimed pieces and puts them together but I think the magnificence that I'm referring to comes from you're in it when you're when you're there you you have no choice but to be immersed mm -hmm. in it mm -hmm. because it's kind of surrounding you and it's not overpowering but all of those little details are kind of put into place that you can't help but be awe-inspired 
as you just glance around and be you. In. Well, and I think that's where I was going with this, was I saw that sailboat, and immediately, I have to have it. I mean, the, the first thought was, there's a for sale sign on the side of it, $500, it's on this right. little trailer. So here's, well, here's I didn't the, get it. Here's, here's the joke. Okay. Anything on the side of the road, $1,000 or less, Al wants it. Probably true. All right. So, so if you're watching this and you want to mark it to Al, that's all you do. So let's let's go back to the sailboat. Okay. Here's the sailboat. It could even wait, be wait, in let's, a, let's, let's, it could be in a store. All you have to do is pull it out, put it on the side of the road, true, and write a sign on it. Probably, but come on, let's get to the point here. So I'm driving, and and here's this little sailboat with this nice, cool, tall, old mast sticking up and it's got the this sign that says for sale $500 on I didn't buy it, Why surprisingly. Not? I wasn't sure how I would get it back here. I, if I had an, uh, a clear vision on how to get it back here, I would have bought it. But here's, here's what happened was, I saw it, I witnessed it, I stopped and looked at a store and then I drove over there to look at it and I walked around and I took a couple pictures and, and realizing it's this old fiberglass shell, you know, it's just got the shape of a boat, which immediately I'm thinking, how could I cut it apart? Could I cut it in half and use the front half for something? Could I and use the back half? So I started playing in my mind. But, but here's what happened, was we know that we're becoming a theming company. We know that our pools draw this a theme because that's what excites us. Building the pool doesn't excite us because we can build those all day every day and we turn away 90% of the phone costs to build pools. So is it the pool or is it what we do in the surrounding area that really excites us? Well, if it was the pool, we could go build 100 pools right now. How many calls do we turn away? But it's that step beyond. So this, this sailboat just became uh, an emblem. It became a token. It became a uh, an example of what could be. So here was my thinking was we love the theming. We know that everyone gets excited about the theming. When we're out working in the last this last week is a great example of of all of these people that have been involved in certain areas of what we do now getting to be more artists and getting really excited about what if we do this? What if we do this? And these ideas just start flowing. Well that sailboat got me to thinking about the project, one of the projects, one of the two that we're currently working on, thinking that had I had that sailboat ahead of time, and, and more importantly, had the homeowner or the person paying for the project understood what would happen with it, I think of how much more magnificent things could be. And, and here's the challenge, and that's why I wanted to have this discussion was, I can see the sailboat and I could see it in, in a thousand different scenarios in a waterfall because again the pool being Spongebob so you kind of think under the ocean shipwrecks stuff falling down you know I mean you start kind of playing in that space and you realize it could be all kinds of stuff fish netting fish hooks fish mo you know boat motors just all this stuff well I was thinking if I had a clear avenue to help people understand what theming means to me then having that sailboat sitting there when the customers decided to have us build this pool, what could the waterfall and the grotto have been? So here's the example. If I had this, this, this sailboat sitting there and I had this opportunity to build this beach slash ocean slash underwater environment, I, I saw this boat as being, this, this ship as being, or this sailboat as being, 
somehow incorporated in the waterfall, like like a like a wreck, like a, a deserted whatever, which gave the opportunity for water to come out of it. Come, but but it it's more important in terms of the the technical shape of what it is. Not that it's a sailboat; it doesn't really matter, but that it represents something. And we could use that with this mast coming out to represent something in this part of this project, and then have that be the basis for then how we build. And it, and it changed my it changed everything fundamentally about me. And I told you that last night I was having these crazy. I'm driving back then seven hours back, and I'm having these crazy thoughts of what things can be. And this idea was, if we from a marketing team perspective, could really get people to understand what theming means to me. I think the difference between when, when you say, oh, we're going to do a themed project, people think it's you build something and then you decorate it. You, you have it done and then you add the tablecloth and you add the ornament and you add the one now it's themed. Versus you're inspired by something to build around something cool. And that's, I think, the part of theming that's missing for us is we say, well, here's what we'd like to do. And then next thing you know, we're building something much more magnificent. What if we had those pieces and people could understand and from a marketing standpoint, we could figure out how to help them understand that this piece inspires us to do something bigger than we've ever done, or greater than, or cooler than, or more than, or awesomer than, or whatever than what we've ever done before, versus a waterfall when we have on paper waterfall, pile of rocks and water coming off of it. What if we could figure out how to theme and get someone to understand what theming means to us is that we take this inspiration from an item, an idea, a motif, and then we build according to that. So steampunk waterfall, how I would do that different, I was asked that question a few days ago, what would I do differently in the project? If that was, if that was the basis for the waterfall versus, well, there's this idea of we're going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I would have fundamentally started in a whole different direction. It turned out really cool, steampunk waterfall, all that, but I would have started, had I really gotten a sense of what it could be, I would have started from a different place. And so building a a what turned out to be really cool inside of that cave that's Spongebob it is really magnificent when you think about what people build as grottos when you think about what people build as you know caves in a pool it's really silly and compared to we're miles ahead well we're, we're billion miles ahead because people see theme parks over here and they think residential homes over here that don't mix no one could imagine blurring those together and, and yet we're doing that without even people knowing it. They get it and then they're blown away like, holy wow, we have this thing. But they could never imagine theme park over here, home over here, that they could be the same thing. They just automatically said, well, that's over there. They can't be us. We're over here. We're going to just kind of do this little thing. But we're forcing that blending. And so my question to you, this long dissertation, Sorry. This is the Al show today. Very long and, and I'm very okay with that. It, it, uh, Sometimes there's, there's, we just have to get your ideas out. I'm trying to spew all of this stuff out so that I can get your insight into it because to me it's this jumbled mess of all of this awesomeness that I want to be. But I know that I can have great ideas but without you masterfully creating this pathway that gets people to understand. 
it, that I, I can have all these ideas and have nothing. So I'm trying to dump it all out there so that I can then ask you questions that are specific to this. So anyway, getting back to that, this the, I, I didn't buy the, I didn't buy the sailboat. I wanted to. Uh, there was a cool old boat motor I wanted to buy. I didn't buy that. You know, just stuff. But I recognize that because we don't know how to explain theming. Think about the last several projects and how we've kind of proposed theming budgets but kind of not understood how to or the customer not understanding what that meant. How could we visually, tactically, verbally, mentally, whatever, help people understand kind of what inspires us to do. And you know once we start something, we're going to go way over the top. We are going to over-deliver like you can't imagine. I mean, most people, isn't that kind of a fairly common comment? Do you know how you do it? You're ready for it now. You weren't then. Yeah. Because now all it takes is this conversation with a homeowner, yeah. using your words to explain what it is. So I think you were in the process of developing what it could mm -hmm. be, and I mm -hmm. think now you really have it. And you can point to our different projects that have incrementally been getting greater in the amount of detail and in the amount of theming that's happening. And I think that was evident when Jody, our landscaper, went to the steampunk pool. She said the amount of detail in there is astounding when you take the time to look around at it. So with every project that we've been building, you've kind of been increasing that. And now I think using your words of the dream of what it can be along with the examples of what it has been, I think it's all coming together right now. So a body of work sort of examples of what it's grown into is sort of the basis to start with, to be able to point to and say, look, here's what we did. Well, and the other thing that could happen was taking people, is taking people on a tour of like Alex Sittard's yard. The hesitation with that though is if somebody isn't ready for total immersion, it would scare them. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> if you it, say, oh, I want to do this in yes. your yard. Right. So it's finding that balance between somebody who really wants the pool, who kind of understands like the beginning of the theme park. But I think if we even went back to our homeowners on the SpongeBob pool or the steampunk pool, and we said, remember when you started deciding that you wanted this pool? Like, they couldn't have imagined what they got. Now that they have it, they couldn't go back. But it's kind of a leap of faith on their part just to yeah. trust that it's going to turn out magnificent because I don't think any amount of photos or any amount of explanation can prepare people for the, immersion for the magnificence and the immersion and the total amount of detail okay. that goes into their surround. So I think that you, I don't know, you know, like when you're in a video game and you go to the next level, I think you've gone to the next level in wanting to explain to people what this could be. And I think that's the only shift that's necessary. It, I, I guess I, I can see that. I've seen through the, the iteration of the last several years of what we've been doing, kind of leading toward this. And, and I would have imagined I was already there all along. And at each step, there's this new point, there's this new place. And I think that's what the longing a few podcasts ago about realizing that there's a point of magnificence that can be. I, I had a conversation this morning with Karen. And I said, you know, we're kind of phoning it in. We're doing something way beyond the customer's expectation, but we're still cutting it way short, like with the waterfalls in particular. There's these elements that we're just sort of glazing over. 
and what I did this morning was I went out to look for some of the additional material to like tighten that thing up so it's it would be perfectly okay blown away the customer would be thrilled with what it was but it wasn't magnificent and I had been I was, I was a little bit peeved at myself for having been up north now over the last few weeks a few times and up north for those of you that don't know Michigan 450 miles north of here is still Michigan and it's a whole different in environment. It's part of the Canadian Shield. The rock is, you know, 2.2 billion years old. It's just a different environment. There's 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 gold here in the soil, but there's more gold and diamonds and and stuff in the soil and the granite and the materials are different. It's it's you have far less soil and a lot more rock there. And there's all of these different stones and things that I want to just go up there and get and bring back here, and it's just not quite so easy. But I was a little miffed at myself for having not collected while I was up there before on my fishing trip to collect some of the supplies and things. So today I went out looking at some of the landscaping suppliers, which it's a Sunday. Not a lot of them are open, but there's one particular one in a, that I haven't been to in probably 10 years, 12, 13, 14 years. But I knew that they had kind of some oddity stuff there. I, I kind of imagine it's the exact same stuff that was there 12 or 13 years ago that they never sold. I don't think that they've ever changed that pile of crap that was there, but through that pile of crap that I remembered from years ago was probably the perfect stone material that I need to take this project, kind of oomph it into magnificence, take it from really freaking cool into magnificence. And so I was able to find that material this morning and, and I was had, had been telling Karen on my way there she's on her way to the job and I said look we've been kind of phoning it in we've been doing really cool work it's not magnificent it's awesome it's freaking awesome but it's not magnificent and I was telling her that I'm going to look for this material because I can see the level of detail not not in the the doohickeys and the doodads that we put there I think we're doing just fine with the the accent pieces but the but sort of the background so this extra stone that I went to look for isn't like jumping out at you. It's sort of creating the background to make everything we do really good. And I think that's probably somewhere we haven't spent enough time is laying out the background. We've done the foreground stuff and then we've sort of just brushed over everything else. And I think what we're doing now is we're going to say, here's the foreground, how awesome. Here's the background that makes it better. And I think that's another big shift that's finally happening in terms of that magnificence factor. So. You know, today, to me, was talking about this this idea of, and, and you probably explained it well, and, and hopefully I can get you a few more words here, is, you know, what do we do from a marketing standpoint? What do we do to tell that story, to help people really understand what it is we do? Well, I and the passion that we do it. Yeah, this brings up, so what I'm hearing from you, too, is when you're saying like I've been phoning it in it's that you're willing and I think Karen is willing as well as everybody on our team is willing to immerse themselves in the process more and when we have the discussion of artists what makes famous paintings special magnificent worth priceless it's not the paint it's not the canvas but it's the immersion that went into creating the art and I'm hearing that in a sense is coming through into a whole new level and I think that is back to the conversations that you and I have been having when people say oh so you build pools and we almost don't even want to talk about it it's because unless somebody is willing to pay attention on the immersion level 
yeah, we just build pools. It doesn't even make sense to go into the discussion of what it is unless somebody is already in a place where they could appreciate the conversation. And I think that's a difference too that needs to start coming through in the marketing is very much there's pools and then there's experiences and we only are interested in building the experiences and we're only interested in talking about the experiences in terms of what Legendary Escapes does. Of course, you know, for the rest of the industry and as Ask the Pool Guy, absolutely, all pools, all water are celebrated. Absolutely. As yeah. we specialize even more in the Legendary Escapes experience and explaining more of our certain way, I think it's when it comes into dialing into that immersion and experience and using those kind of words and not everybody is going to understand, mm -hmm. right. but the ones who do, those will be the right ones they'll, they'll, to work they'll with. They'll get it. Well, and I, I think, again, my mind is a jumble of a million thoughts. Much like last night while driving, I couldn't stop thinking about details yet big picture things. I don't know that our industry understands, let alone people understand, and, and here's a good case in point. I was in Home Depot, of all places, recently. Because you're never in Home Depot. I'm never Home Depot. I'm there all the time. But, you know, I'm in Home Depot doing a thing, but I don't necessarily expect to interact with people other than cashiers and dealing with that or people helping me find things. But I saw a guy who used to work for us years and years ago. He used to do part-time pool openings and closings, seasonal, and he's gone on to do that. He's, he's within the family of everyone that knows, quote-unquote, about pools because... He's a fringe member of the family who I bought the company from. So he would kind of know what we did and, and really get that. And he was asking me, he said, oh, I hear you're kind of like doing landscaping. And, and I don't mean to make it sound silly, but that's what, to me, it was kind of like him going without saying anything. Because he was saying, well, so you're doing pools. Yeah, we are. We're doing pools. but. But he didn't understand at all. And I, I struggled with trying to explain to him what that really means. Because to him, pools are what they've always meant for the 30 or 25 years that he's... He probably... This particular guy was probably already part-time doing openings and closings with the previous owner when I started. I probably did openings and closings on pools in the spring and the fall of the years I started with him working part-time as extra money working for the previous owner. So he's got 30 years of experience of doing pools. And he made the comment, so you're, you're still doing pools. Yeah, kinda. You know, it was, it was that moment of, do I want to go there? Do I want to talk about this, this full immersion thing we're talking about? And I just said, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a really specialty thing now. And he said, oh, so you mean like you're doing landscaping? No, not really. We're doing hardscape. We're doing all of these things. But would you call what we do landscaping? You need to start using the word theme parks. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't but theme I, parks. I, I, exactly. I had this, this uh, the, to me, he was saying like, well, you do landscaping? Well, no, I don't do landscaping. I mean, I kind of do, because landscapers do some of the stuff we do. If people don't it, have a mailbox to put it in, you need to uh, use words that make Different sense. words, something, something different. Well, I think ultimately what I probably should have said and didn't was, 
you know, when you get the chance, look at her website. You'll get a sense of what that is. But, but his idea of doing pools was, as I kind of reflect back on that, what everybody within that family, and it's a huge family in the pool industry, would think pools are doing. And, and it, was, it was kind of one of those awkward moments. And I have those occasionally. We've talked about that in, in many recent posts about how having a discussion with someone about what we do is, is kind of difficult to explain. It's not, it's not difficult if you don't have a mailbox. If you have a mailbox of what you expect it to be, it's pretty difficult to explain. But if you have no idea what the pool industry is and we explained it, you'd be, oh, that's cool. But again, most people have that idea, and that's what he had. And it was kind of an awkward, weird moment, but I just said, things are awesome. There, what can I say? Other than things are awesome, we're doing the really cool stuff, it's a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. So I do know that our next evolution of what this already is, which is cool, is theming. But I don't know how to phrase that, and that's why I ask you, and you've, you've shared enough, just even my ramblings today, you've shared enough in terms of what that really means. Is that just having this conversation? Absolutely. Yeah. So stay tuned as we develop what the artistic immersion marketing looks like. Well, and here's what's interesting is we had that conversation just a few podcasts ago about magnificence. Now all of a sudden I'm feeling that. Having not had that conversation wouldn't Maybe it would happen, maybe it wouldn't, but I'm going to guess that it wouldn't have happened, that I wouldn't have felt so immersed into the need for that next piece. And I think it's that, that constant willingness to change, that con constant willingness to grow as a person and be different and, and not worry about it. Because we've talked, Wallace Waddles here, and an awful lot right here on the piece of paper is what I had written down one day in a meeting was the secret beyond the law of attraction is having a crystal clear vision, which... At each moment that we do one of these podcasts, the vision changes and becomes more crystal clear. It, it changes, it, it doesn't like completely morph differently, but it becomes more crystal clear. So if, if our vision is here, each time it gets just a little tighter focused. And of course, having that crystal clear vision is critical to any business. Not just pools, not just pool design, but any businesses, or life in general, is having a vision of what you want. And then backing up with a purpose, a reason to do it. I hope that my actions show my purpose. That it's something that oozes from me at all times. I can't help but walk into the little dinky, piled up antique shop in the middle of nowhere and get excited about talking about why I'm looking for stuff. And then beyond that, that having that purpose is, is really the guts to see it through because this, more than anything else, is just going into uncharted territory. What we're doing is uncharted. It's not, oh, there's a guy that did it, oh, there's a guy that did it, or there's a guy that did it, and we can follow that path. It's that guts to say, I don't care, I'm going to do it. And it's those three parts of that principle of, that Wallace Waddles teaches that we've certainly helped to understand our certain way. And I think it's crystal clear vision, having the, the strong purpose to do it, and then really backing it up with the guts to say, I'm going to freaking do this. I'm going to be done with it. So, anyway, those are my thoughts for the day. Awesome. Until next time. <laughs>